Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. I'm joined today by just Pastor Jason Tabor. Just Pastor Jason Tabor. Just Pastor Just Jason. Just that Pastor guy. Uh, <laughs> the summer's been a little busy, so we've taken the last two weeks off, but we wanted to get back to it this week, even though uh, schedules are still hard to <laughs> match up. Half of our crew is still out, but that's okay. Yep. All right. Well, we are in the middle of a, a series called Church 101. Uh, and this week we talked about why we worship. Uh, so we all know lots of people. Uh, oh, and first of all, this this uh, sermon this week was based off the story of the woman who anoints Jesus' feet. Uh, so she worshiped worshiped him in that way by anointing his feet. Yep, the ointment so, on the mission and then tears, obviously. Right. Anoint is one of those church words that sometimes I think we want to define. What, is, what does that actually mean? <laughs> yeah, it just means putting stuff on there. Right. <laughs> so as as we talk about uh, worshiping and why we worship, uh, the question arises, uh, why don't people worship? Uh, so we all may know people or you, you may be related to people or you have friends who maybe worship before they would come to church on Sunday mornings, but they've fallen away from that. Uh, and so the question is, why? Why, so why don't they come? They might be interested at some point. Right. So, Pastor, what, what do you think the... Part of the, the the reason is, oh, you caught me right in a cough. Give me one. <laughs> no problem. I was really hoping your sentence was going to be like three words longer. <laughs> Get that taken care of. Um, so we'll start with the woman, the the story of the woman that we we based the sermon on, right? And it's John chapter seven, by the way, if you want to uh, look that up. Don't remember the exact verses, but toward the end of the chapter, uh, and. Um, the reason that, that was a good starting point, a good a good reference point, not starting point so much, uh, but reference point for this sermon is the uh, the woman. She comes with all of her baggage, all of her reputation, and Jesus forgives her. the um, The Pharisee, the religious guy that she's that he's eating with, doesn't want to, doesn't even want her there. Um, and yet, what we see from Jesus is, is that um, air quotes now, even she, even a person like that is welcome um, among him. And so I think we can learn a lot from that um, as far as what what we get out of worship, what we value, you know, what's valuable to us in worship. And that's the way I want to frame this conversation is what can we talk through, kind of <clears throat> put in our in our back pocket for, um, you know, why is worship worthwhile? Why is it valuable? Um, yeah. It is not a requirement, right? Um, I don't know what your experience was, but a lot of times... Uh, if, if you'd asked me this when I was 10, uh, why do you worship? <laughs> well, because I have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Mom and dad said, you're going. <laughs> Car on, please. <laughs> but it's, so it was a requirement in my household, but it's not a requirement of God. Uh, you know, so, and, you know, because, because I said so is never a good answer anyway. So, uh, so we'll see if we can come up with some other ones that might be a little yeah, bit. At least for adults, it's not a, a good answer. <laughs> it's not even a good answer for kids. They do it sometimes, but it's yeah. not a good answer. <laughs> right. So we'll see if we can come up with some that might be a little bit more inviting, a little bit more, more attractive that we could share with people around us. Yeah. And um, nailed it. 
Excuse you. Excuse you. Uh, so the the kind of classic line that Jesus says um, to the well, about the woman uh, and then to her. Um, he who has been forgiven or she who has been forgiven much loves much. So part of the reason that this woman worships Jesus is because she has a lot to be forgiven for and she has been forgiven a lot. Yeah. Um, so what do we take from that? How do we, how do, how do we, it's a little bit of a rhetorical question, but I've talked a long yeah. time. I, I guess the way I think of it is, um, like if if someone gave you a really awesome present, you would want to turn around and say thank you, right? Like you you wouldn't just be like oh cool and then go about your day. Um, like you, most people at least would would turn around and thank the person, uh, and that's kind of how I see worship is God has given us all these things. He he give has given us life, uh, and then He's also blessed many of us very richly in this life. Um, so. Worship is a way that we turn around and we say thank you to God for all the things he's given us. Well, and even if he doesn't, hasn't richly blessed us or isn't in the moment richly blessing us, uh, even if even if the week was hard, right? Um, what he does give us right at the very beginning, the way we structure our worship is intentional. Right at the very beginning, forgiveness of sin. Um, right? That's why we start with confession. So we can get that forgiveness right away. Right. And so let's see if we well, can and, and like you said, even if even if he hasn't richly blessed us uh, monetarily or anything like that, or he's blessed us with <laughs> breath in our lungs and he's blessed us with forgiveness, like you said, and eternal life he's blessed us with. So there are things he's blessed all of us with. Absolutely. Um, thinking specifically about forgiveness of sins, because I think many of us, if I, I'm going to intuit a little bit, I think I think many of us think about that in those terms. Right. Uh, we worship. And this is what the what the story was. We worship because we've been forgiven, which is obviously accurate, and that's a good thing. But I want to think about how we can say that, um, you know, to people around us who don't necessarily think in those terms yet of forgiveness of sin, uh, sin that needs forgiven. Um, and we've talked about this a lot, right? A lot of our, our neighbors, a lot of our coworkers are asking spiritual questions. They're looking for spiritual things but they don't necessarily think about it in the framework or the language that we do just yet. Um, so let's see if we can talk a little bit about what, what, it, what it means to be forgiven in a way that might relate or, or be inviting to people around us. Right. And the first thing that, that I always go to that comes to my mind is the idea of a fresh start. Um, you know, when we, when we come to worship, we, we announce, we confess, the things that that have that have broken the relationship between God and me. Um, mm -hmm. What I get right there is a fresh start, and so the opportunity to start my week off with a clean slate, with a fresh start. Whatever happened last week, whatever I brought with me, I get to set it aside. You know, clean break, fresh start. And I think that's appealing language. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and even if they they can't put it to words like that. Uh, many of the people we, we talk with, they know there are things in their life that they regret yep. or that they, they feel bad for doing. Uh, and so that can be an a, opportunity for us to say, yeah, I, I do things that I regret also. And I know that I, I have a God who forgives me when I do those things. And we live in a culture right now that that, that, that is a one and done type culture, right? It's a hold it against you culture. Um, right. 
you, 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 you say a thing, you tweet a thing, you do a thing and it's, it, it's all over everywhere. This sometimes happens to us. Sometimes we just see it happening, but it's all over everywhere. Uh, and it's very hard to kind of live things down, right? Um, you're canceled. So the idea of a fresh start, I think, uh, is pretty attractive. Yeah, and even if it's not something you've done or your friend has done, they see those things happening. Uh, and that a, a way we could talk about that with them is to say, man, it's it's hard to live in a life where like you're being held accountable for things you've done, which is good, but there's got to be a way to move forward after that. Yep. Uh, and to to not let it ruin your life when you make a mistake, because we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to say to them, I make mistakes, but I, I, I live in a world where I'm forgiven for those mistakes and I forgive others for those mistakes that they make. And theologically, I, I think that's appealing to people. Theologically, we call that reconcil- reconciliation. And that's right. exactly what confession and absolution, confession and forgiveness is, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. It's God's reconciliation with me. It's his, as you said, um, moving forward, moving on. Uh, and the, the opportunity then is, as you as you alluded to, to be part of a community of people who also strive to do that. Right. Uh, we'll talk about community a little bit later, but I want to say one more thing about the forgiveness piece, mm-hmm. uh, which is going back again to this I want to keep wanting to say woman at the well, but it's a different woman. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's lots of women at places. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they all get treated sort of poorly <laughs> until Jesus. Uh, uh-huh. The woman who's been forgiven a lot here, who has this reputation, this baggage, which is why Simon, the guy, doesn't want her around. And yet Jesus welcomes her. And I take so much from that, uh, which is to say, and I said this in, in, on Sunday, right? I can identify with this woman who, who weeps because of what's in her past, of what she, what she brings with her, of the missed opportunities, the, the blown, blown chances, the burned bridges, all that. I've been there. And I think lots of us, right, um, don't have it all together aren't always the best mom or dad or, or co-worker or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. And the invitation here is uh, this isn't only for the good people, right? This isn't only for the ones who have it all together or know all the right words to say. It's for it's for you as you are. Yeah. Yeah, The as Jesus said in the gospel, the doctor doesn't come to heal the, the healthy. He comes to heal the sick. Yep. The, Forgiveness is for people who need forgiveness. Yeah, so for a real-world example, uh, like in my neighborhood right now, we have lots of young families with young kids, and there's been some little dramas every once in a while with, like, this kid doesn't get invited to this thing, and yeah, this kid I- does. And so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you wouldn't expect it, but it happens. <laughs> uh, but for me, it's I, I see it as an example to show – uh, grace and forgiveness, because if my kid doesn't get invited to something, honestly, I don't really care. Um, but it's it's a way where uh, other people do care. And it's a way where I can say to them, you know, it, it does kind of hurt your feelings when your kid doesn't get to come. Uh, and But I, I still want to care for that person who didn't invite my kid. And I want to show them uh, forgiveness, even though it hurt me. So I want to try to find ways to work through that. 
And whereas for, for some of my neighbors, that's a hard thing to do because they haven't grown up in a world, a, a Christian world, where we do forgive each other for these things as often as we do. And they yeah. see a culture that doesn't have forgiveness like that. Um, so it's an example for me to be that light to show that we can forgive yep. and move past things. And we should acknowledge at this point, too, that not every um, lots of us have had experiences in churches and congregations where that wasn't the case. Uh, right. But the church at its best does live out these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us. The way have, God desires the church to be is that. When we're at our best, we live those things out. Uh, and I want to define that word grace that you used, uh, because, again, I want to I want to step that down um, mm-hmm. to sort of unpack it in, into relatable language. And here's the way that I would that I would talk about it. I would think about it in two ways. Number one is acceptance that doesn't have to be earned. That's a little bit what you were talking about. But then mm-hmm. also um, gentleness, gentleness, even with the person who has stumbled. And we could yeah. point to Bible verses about that, but uh, we could also say that's what we see God doing for us <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. That's what Jesus is about, right? Um, right? Acceptance that we don't earn, we can't earn. And then gentleness, even for the one who's, who's messed up. That's what you were kind of alluding to in your story there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the way God treats us is the way a lot of us parents try to treat our kids. They, they make mistakes all the time, and we are gentle with them and know that they're a kid. They don't they don't know how to do this perfectly. So we're going to help them learn the best way to live life while uh, putting up those guardrails of the law to, to keep them doing the right things. And like you said, we're going to do it gently so that they don't feel beaten down, but they they're encouraged to move forward. Right. So so when I hit two more um, kind of benefits, I would say things that are valuable, that are um, attractive about why we worship. So we have this uh, this opportunity for fresh start for a clean slate every week at the beginning of our week, even you know when we don't have it all together. We're welcome here even before we have everything together, which again, is not necessarily a quality of lots of our relationships or communities. Uh, so something attractive here. Uh, two more. The first is, um, and I just lost, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is very, very Lutheran in our, in our, in our understanding, others too, but um, when we worship, um, this is the place where, where God promises to meet us, right? Um, so this is this is what we mean by sacrament. When we say sacrament, we have two sacraments: communion and baptism. Right? The things God gives us that we can see, uh, <laughs> that we can put in our hand, mm-hmm. where we know God is present, where we know He promises to be here. Also, He comes to us through His Word, but a little bit different. But the the idea is, uh, this is the place where we know God is present. Not that He right. isn't necessarily present in other places, or might not be. Um, but he promises to be in those places. Right. Uh, you know, we might find him in nature. We might be able to go out in, on a hike and, and experience God and connect with him. Uh, we might be able to, I don't know where else. <laughs> yeah, you, you could feel a rumble in your stomach, but it yeah. could also be the burrito you ate earlier. Right. Yeah, you might be able to have some sort of um, psychedelic isn't the right word, but... Um, <laughs> type experience and connect with God that way. Right. To say he can't work those ways. Uh, but this is the one where um, he, he promises to be, where we don't have to wonder, did he show up here? Uh, he says yes. 
And so who, who's that for? What's that valuable for? What what type of person or situation would we kind of play that card, so to speak? Uh, well, I would say the the people who are wondering where is God in, in the world? How is he? How is he still involved? Yep. Um, I think there are lots of people that that feel, see the chaos happening in the world around us and just wish there was like an opportunity to see something steady. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a, a place where we could point them to. I think that's a great one. Um, two other situations or examples that came into my head. Uh, the person who is saying something to the effect of, I wish I had some guidance. I wish I knew how to navigate this or that situation. Or yeah. the one who says, I feel so alone. I wish I wasn't so alone. Uh, so that's good. This one puts a clock on us, so I know exactly how long I've talked. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a, an imposed, a self-imposed time pressure when the clock is going like that. <laughs> so one more. The pressure. There you go. It doesn't help that I have to keep pausing to cough. <laughs> <laughs> one more that uh, that comes to mind for me, and we've kind of circled around this, but let's make it apparent. Um, one of the, this probably the biggest thing, honestly, that keeps me coming back week after week is I find a supportive community of people, um, community people who see the world the same way I do more or less. I mean, not you and I, <laughs> but <laughs> certain things, <laughs> most people, most of the time, uh, see the world, <laughs> but we do have a, you know, we call ourselves brothers and sisters, right? And I, it occurred to me this week. Like that, that can sound a little fanciful, a little fluffy, but it, it really is true that as followers of Jesus, we are bonded um, by a pretty common worldview and a, and a very common understanding of, of what we have in Jesus, of the joy and the peace that we have. So when we say brothers and sisters, like there's a lot of truth to it, um, which is cool. But right, then we... Like- your brother, your biological brother and sister, you may not agree with them on anything or on everything, but you have something very common with them in that you, you came from the same people, you were raised the same way, you have that uh, that relationship with them through that. In a whereas with your church, eyes, there are commonalities deeper than what you think or believe, and right. that's what we're talking about here, right? There are ties or commonalities with our brothers and sisters in Christ deeper than what we think about any what what opinion we have um, yeah just which is both really good and that's helpful and pretty pretty valuable well and i think that's how people like you and i who disagree on many things we can still we agree on the most important things and yes. who god is and what he's done for us and i think that that's something that can be appealing to a lot of people is they they have a lot of enemies in the world but here in the church, we we don't we strive not to have enemies because we we all are going toward the same thing. We want the same. Um, we worship the same God. We we want the same outcome for ourselves and for our families. And again, same disclaimer. That's best case scenario. Doesn't always work that way. But like you said, that's what we're aiming toward. Um, yeah. The other thing too, that and and this is going to surprise nobody, but let's again just put it out there so we can have words to say it. Um, what do we find here? This is a community of people who will um, bear my burdens with me. Uh, not yeah. only uh, lay them before God in, in prayer together, but also, again, best case, uh, supportive in actions and supportive yeah. through um, 
you know the the words of the words of of God, the words of hope, the words of peace, the words of a, a coming future that have proven to be true or helpful or or concrete for two thousand years. So like there's some history, yeah. right? Uh, this isn't something we got off Instagram twenty minutes ago. <laughs> this is proven to be valuable and helpful to billions of people for thousands of years. And those are the words that your Christian brothers and sisters are going to be able to encourage you with. Yeah, so I, and outside outside of even just like the words we say and the uh, the the way we worship together, we we try to find ways as a church to serve our community, whether it's through um, outreach opportunities or uh, like actually giving things to people. That that's that's part of the reason we tithe, not just to keep the lights on, but to to serve the people in our community who are in need. Not at all to keep the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> that was helpful. Lights are there. We, we need lights. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Um, so let's recap. Uh, feels like a decent enough stopping point to me. Uh, yeah. Let's recap. So um, four kind of basically four categories we talked about, right? Uh, we have that clean slate opportunity. Uh, what we what we brought with us, what we have messed up, is not held against us any longer. Um, it's a place that where we are welcome, and I'm going to put this in in terms of of you and I, but we're putting we're saying this to our neighbors, our community, where you can be welcome, uh, even even when you don't have it all together, where you are welcome, um, kind of as you are. We have a um, why do I keep forgetting the third one? <laughs> this is the place where we we know for sure God will meet us. Uh, if you if you are looking for that guidance, that connection, um, this is the place you know for sure. Might be other places, but this is where you know. And then second, fourth, fourthly, um, a supportive community of people um, where we can have a common bond deeper than our opinion, and we have people who will uh, support us both in prayer, but then in, in actions and words as well. Uh, so that's kind of the, the basic rundown. Those who are watching, listening, would encourage you uh, to think through. And it was one of those particularly kind of resonated with you. Is it real important to you? Is there something else in your head that says this is why I keep coming back to worship? And then how would you begin to formulate that into your own words that you might be able to answer that person who says, why should I worship? Yeah. And then your conversations with friends and neighbors, listen for, for hints of them looking for those things. Yep. What are they looking for and how do we tie it? Um, you know, kind of one of those choices, we'll say one of those reasons uh, to what they're looking for. That's a great point. Awesome. Well, would you mind praying for us, Pastor? I will pray. Jesus, we thank you for um, coming for us to do what was necessary to bring that forgiveness, that fresh start, that that uh, renewed relationship with you. We thank you for opening that, that way once more, that we know you will meet us here uh, when we worship you, that we know for sure you'll be here. Um, <laughs> We thank you also for, um, sorry, for <laughs> establishing for us that that supportive community of other believers. Um, and we ask that you would uh, give us eyes, give us ears uh, to listen to those around us and what they might be looking for, uh, where uh, the opportunity be, to be a part of that worship commu community might satisfy some of that need. And in those moments, give us the right words to say that. We trust you to be out there with us, to go before us, and to use us in the way you know is best. In Jesus' name we pray that. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and have a great week. See you next week with some amount of people. <laughs>
Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.